Jonathan, a ninth inning comeback, gives the Halos a big victory last night. And we're going to share one thing that Shohei Otani said is just natural. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way. The easy way. By going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. I think I did that whole thing in one breath, Mike. I'm so hyped <laughs> after that win last night. Yeah, Let's there's a vibe. Go. There's an energy coming across the screen, Johnny. Man. I feel it. How exciting was that game last night? So much fun. So much fun. What a comeback it was like. Do I feel like this is going to be like last year, or is right. this a new team, right? right. And so, yeah, that was a, a great comeback. Listen, we're so glad you're here with us for your number one daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. We're here Monday through Friday here with you. We've been here for, two, this is our second year now, actually, yeah. our second season. Yep. So very excited to celebrate. Mike, coming up on today's show, we're, of course, we're going to talk about that comeback. We're going to talk about Jose Suarez, were we all wrong about Jose Suarez? Hmm. And answer another question that's been flying around there. Should the Halos go after Gary Sanchez? Mike, before we begin, I got to shout out Drew Campini, a listener, viewer of Locked on Angels, who found out that I didn't, who heard on the show that I didn't get the Mike Trout BB-8 bobblehead. And so oh, if you're watching that. on YouTube, I'm holding it up on the screen. Oh, that's right. And uh, if you're listening, you probably know what it looks like. But Drew, thank you so much. We have the best fans in the podcast universe, Mike. We're so happy that everybody tunes in to listen and watch us. And Drew, this really means a lot. So thank you for sending this my way. It was a special night. Got to be there with my wife and one of my best friends, and so this would be a good way to uh, remember that night, Mike. Oh, heck yeah, and we do have the best listeners and viewers. I got to have lunch yesterday, Johnny, with the one and only James Russell Barton, who listens and watches. Barton. Such a great dude, good hanging out with him. And Johnny, this is what makes him a good dude. He paid for lunch! What hey, a good dude! Hey, what a guy, <laughs> what a guy. All right, Mike, we love bragging on our fans, but let's brag on our team. Let's talk about last night's comeback. A 6-4 to four victory and Shohei Otani was on the mound, and I think we all just kind of assumed he was going to cruise. Yeah. And he looked really good. He struck out 13, a career yeah. high. Johnny, here's an interesting stat. Uh, struck out 13 of the 22 batters he faced. Yeah. The other nine batters, he allowed five hits, two home runs, two doubles, walked one, and hit somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so he was down four to three, and there was kind of this sense, and I felt it, I know you did, and I think Angel fans felt it like, they're not going to lose this game, are they? Can't, right. They can't lose this game. Shohei's pitched so well. Four to three, and then the ninth inning hit. And and Johnny, I need your I need your honest opinion. Mm -hmm. When Jake Lamb walked up to pinch hit, what was your first thought? Why not Matt Theis? <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. A text from our, our mutual friend, RJ, and he texted me and he said, I'm just confessing. I was like, dang it, I hate Jake Lamb. And then he hit the home run and he went, please forgive me, Lord, yes. because Jake Lamb hits a 
game tying home run. Mark Gubaza called it. Yeah. He was waiting for an off speed pitch. It was in the zone, and Jake Lamb looked fantastic. This is now the second time that he's hit a bomb on this road trip. He did it yeah. against the Brewers, but none greater than this ninth inning home run. And Johnny, I would like to confess on this pod that I have been somebody that has said, man, it would be great for Mike Trout to come through in mm -hmm. those moments when we need him to. And so I am going to say out loud, Mike Trout, you are the GOAT because he hit that home run, his eighth home run, and it was a go-ahead run, and I jumped out of my seat because I was so excited. So and we've been good. talking about if he was clutch or not, and he's had moments where he could have come through and he didn't. Johnny, this was his first go-ahead home run since 2015, and it came at the perfect time. Wow. And so Jake Lamb hits a home run, Mike Trout hits a home run, then Otani doubles, and then I'm going to hand it off to you. Here's the baton because you got to talk about your boy, Tony Two Hips, Anthony yeah, Rendon. Yeah, man. You know what? He's he's swinging a, a garden hose, as Matt Vaskersian says on MLB The Show. <laughs> yes. Swinging a garden hose out there. No, actually, he had a really solid hit, and it ended up scoring Otani from second. So props to Otani for hitting a double. Yeah. And then uh, Rendon getting on after him and driving in Otani. just made the ending of that game that much easier, Mike, and made yep. it six to four. Add for Carlos on Estevez, runs, baby. Add yeah. on runs. Keep Add on doing runs. It. Keep doing it. Mike, uh, the bullpen. Four innings pitch, two hits, two Ks. Ryan Tapera wasn't Taparable. He got the right. first two outs. Yeah. Had a couple had two hits, I believe, and then was able to finish the inning. Mike, they have not given up a run in over 14 innings. Isn't that incredible? That's Can I so just great. say we're gonna talk about how it felt like this was a momentum win just because yeah. the fact that this team would roll over and die in games yeah. like this where right. hey you know what otani struggled like yes he he caved 13 but uh you know it's four to three and it's the top of the ninth like here we go we're gonna roll over and die and then they showed some fight Mike. yeah it was incredible to see that and i loved for as much as shohei otani has carried this team on his back the the rest of the team picked him up tonight absolutely because honestly when you think about it i say this all the time and i'll keep hammering it home two bad hits or two or sorry two bad pitches were the two home runs a two-run mm -hmm. home run mm -hmm. and a solo shot and then i know that there was two doubles back to back so he did have you know those five hits basically were all the offense right yeah. like that that's what happened there and and those were the the runs that the cardinals got but just to see this team pick him up i know he didn't get the win but he got off the hook for the loss yes right and then they came back and won this game so just incredible momentum mike this is a team in the cardinals who's really going through it right now uh, the fans booed the Cardinals yeah. after the game. Doesn't happen often. No, it does not happen often. And uh, I think Mike Trout had to hit that home run because somebody was chanting overrated at him. So, <laughs> you know, when when you're Great when you're struggling like the Cardinals, you just don't have any room to talk. Yeah. And uh, so that fan probably learned a valuable lesson tonight. But Mike, what does a win like this do for a team? I think that this gives them confidence. I think that this gives them energy. I think that it also allows them to have fun. And Mike Trout was so fired up in the outfield on that last out. He came running in. And then when he hit his home run, he was so fired up. 
And he said the hardest ball he's hit in the last week was the one that hit him and bounced off of his back because he <laughs> was really struggling. He was really grinding up there. And so I love when players admit that. It's why we love Mike Trout. It's why we love Jared Walsh. It's why we love Shohei Otani. They admit when they're not doing well. Mm-hmm. And so it's great to see our stars come through. It's great to see the supporting cast come through. Speaking of Otani, John, he had this great moment in the second inning with a runner at third and nobody out. Yeah. He struck out the next three hitters. Yes, he did. And he threw 98 and 99 and a sweeper to finish them off. He's, he's just playing on hard mode. Right. Like he's like, yeah, I want to up the difficulty a little bit. Here's something that I found on Twitter from, from Jeff Fletcher. Uh, baseball researcher Eric Frieden began tracking a stat that he calls reserve power, which measured the way a pitcher's velocity increased with a pressure situation. Otani actually has said in the past that he's aware of this phenomenon. And he said, I feel like my velo goes up once guys get on. And then this is his greatest quote ever. It's something natural. I'm not really controlling it. <laughs> right. Like, and that's what MBD, happens when runner gets no on. Deal. Right. Yeah. Runners get on and he is just so strong, Johnny. And then out of all the good that happened in last night's game, the one thing that was scary was Zach Neto trying to bunt and then the ball hit his finger. But we did yeah. get some good news after the game. Yeah, so it's just a uh, right finger contusion. It's not broken. Uh, a contusion is just a, a bruise. A maybe deep a little, bruise. A deep bruise, right? And so yeah. that is uh, very fortunate. He's day-to-day. Erica Weston did say after the game, she tweeted this out, that he will probably get the day off today. It's a smart which move. Which I think is a, a smart move. Number one, because Geo can play short. Yep. And maybe Jake Lamb uh, <laughs> goes to first base and continues what he's right, doing. That hot bat, <laughs> right, that yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we uh, all of our best goes to Zach Neto. we got to have him back on the field. Speaking of which, uh, the Angels are going to play St. Louis tonight, or not tonight, today. It's a yeah. day game. Yeah. 10-15 Pacific It might be time. over by the time you're watching or listening yes, to this. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so just know that we're going to talk about today's game tomorrow. Uh, Griffin Canning is looking for his fourth straight quality start. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. And as for Locked On Angels, coming right up, there's a lot of talk about Gary Sanchez, who just opted out of his minor league deal with the Giants. Should the Angels go after him? Mike and I are going to talk about that coming right up. Lockdown Angels is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. This is why you should give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash MLB. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, and BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And this isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, online therapy is really for everybody. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today, and you can get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB.
Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. Lockdown Everydayers, join us on Monday for an in-depth analysis of the weekend series against the Texas Rangers. This is the big time because they are cruising in the AL West, and it's the first time we've faced a very tough division rival in the Rangers for some time. It's been quite a few years since, well, either of us have been good, really. Right. <laughs> so it's going to be a very interesting series that we hope you'll join us every day next week for. And the Angels play the Cardinals today at 10.15 Pacific Time. If it's not already uh, going and you're just now tuning in to Locked On Angels, you're probably watching the game, so we'll just assume that. <laughs> but you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you have to do is search Angels. Johnny, after Jose Suarez's last start, the question that you and I began to ask is, well, were the fans wrong? Were we wrong? Were we wrong? Was, was everybody no. wrong? The Angels couldn't have been right <laughs> about this, right? Because he pitched really, really well, and he's struggled this season. So let's take a look at Jose Suarez's last full season as a starter last season. Johnny, why don't you share those stats with us? Yeah, I felt it was important to look at how last season started yeah. and compare that to this season. So, Mike, tell me if this sounds familiar to you comparing 2022 to 2023. This is the way he started last season against Houston, four and a third innings, two earned runs, two Ks, four walks, takes the loss, four to one. Against the Rangers, four and a third inning, four earned runs, three strikeouts, three walks, no decision. The Angels end up winning that eight to three. Uh, Baltimore, uh, he four and a third inning, hmm. three earned runs, six Ks, two Noticing walks. Trend. No decision. Angels win that one, seven to six. The White Sox, who you know were much better than they are this year, uh, Jose Suarez went four innings pitched, eight hits, four earned runs, two walks, four Ks. He takes the loss, the decision, for nothing. Now, he goes down to AAA after April 30th. He gets two starts down there. He pitches in relief against the Rangers for two-thirds of an inning. He's back to AAA for another start. Back to the Majors against the Red Sox. Backed to AAA and pitches in relief back to the angels and starts against the Mariners in Seattle, four and a thirds innings pitch, no runs, seven K's angels win that one, three, nothing. He gets a no decision back to AAA. Wow. <laughs> Goes, oh, I'm not sorry. Not back. He ended up with a, going one and one in three starts gotcha. in AAA. So he appeared in four games, total three starts. This is his line. In AAA, 16 and two-thirds innings pitch, an 8.64 ERA, 17 strikeouts, eight walks, 16 earned runs over that 16 and two-thirds innings pitch. Mike, no wonder he's out of options now. Yeah. Up and down and up and down last yeah. year. But then after that Seattle start, he wins the brawl game against Seattle <laughs> where <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Wance started. <laughs> yep. And if you remember, Andrew Wance started that, but Jose Suarez followed him up. He pitched innings two through seven, gave up one earned run, and had eight strikeouts hmm. now this is a quick rundown of how the rest of the season goes for him after that he loses to houston baltimore and dodgers in a row he wins against kc oakland and oakland again loses to seattle and tampa bay he actually wins against the yankees going six innings he wins against the tigers going seven innings a loss to cleveland a loss to seattle and he finishes the year with two wins against the twins and the Rangers, Mike. So that's a quick rundown. You said you noticed a trend there at the beginning of the season. What did you notice there? A, a, a lot of four and four and a third. Yes. Right? Like, Sound uh, familiar? He, he was getting yanked early. And the only thing that I would say that seems a bit different this year than last year, and correct me if I'm wrong, he, he didn't really have like a terrible, terrible start. He didn't have a start where he just got rocked. He was actually in the game, maybe through too many pitches, and 
I guess I guess he had that one terrible start against Oakland, but then actually corrected himself, and so which was great to see. But a lot of similarities to start out this season and last season. And gosh, the up and down has. You know, he needs some Dramamine because he's on a boat ride there, <laughs> On a right? plane all the time. Good grief. The guy's up and down. And so no wonder he can't get consistent at all. And, and you know, he's had options now. So we can't do that to, to him this year, which is why he's still on this team. Uh, Johnny, is these stats are from last year as well. Why don't you share those stats? Yeah, last year he had nine games with six strikeouts or more. Uh, the most he ever hit last year was eight strikeouts in a game. Six of those nine games were wins. Two were no decisions. The mm. Angels actually won. And one of those was a loss. So against the Dodgers, he did have six strikeouts, but he also gave up six earned runs against that really tough Dodgers team yeah. last season. But what did he do against the Brewers on Sunday, Mike? Well, he had six Ks, three walks, two hits, yeah. and went five innings pitched. So to me, I look, I look at last year, and he's got this winning streak against Kansas City and a bad Oakland team last year, and... Now, even though they were even worse this year, but last year they were pretty bad. So he goes wins against KC and Oakland and Oakland again. And then he wins against the really good Yankees. And then he wins against the Tigers who aren't that great. And then he wins against the Twins and the Rangers. Mike, does it matter who he's facing? I mean, I mm. think the problem here is that he's struggled with bad teams and good teams. Yeah. And he's won against good teams and bad teams. So yeah. the question that we're wrestling with is, is it a good idea to keep trying with Jose Suarez? I have some thoughts, but but what do you think? I, he's a young guy, yeah. And so I want to see him. I want to see him succeed. Mm -hmm. He's got he's got a fire in him, and if he can figure it out, I think he'd be a great asset to this team. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder if it might be wise to do what they're doing with like Chase Silseth and put him in the bullpen hmm. and let him kind of figure some things out similar to what we talked about on yesterday's show with what the Brewers did with Corbin Burns and, and Woodruff. Like mm -hmm. they let those guys be in some good situations, high leverage situations, but not for a long time. And Suarez has shown to do great when he gets through the lineup twice, but that third time through the lineup, he's really struggled. The key to the Brewers game, John, was that he didn't go through the lineup a third time. He yeah. was able to shut them down the first two times through. And so it seems like once they get to that third part of the lineup, that the team has either figured him out or he is out of gas. Yeah. And and I think that that's the thing that the Angels have to figure out, which is why he might be better as a great bullpen guy because he can really get a lot of swings and misses coming in from the bullpen and backing up the starter, who whoever started that game. You know, the reason why he gets to five innings pitched and gets through the order only twice by that point of the game is because when he's winning, Mike, he's not giving up hit after hit after hit after yes. hit. And yeah. that's why there's six strikeouts in a game through five innings. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. That's, mm -hmm. that's you know, a, about 10 per nine, essentially. Yep. yep. Uh, but to me, Mike, sometimes he feels like a healthy Andrew Heaney. Where we're uh, like, yeah, that's a good point. Andrew Heaney is on, and he looks like a stud. And then the next time he goes out there, he gives up bomb after bomb, kind of like what he did with the Rangers yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but also, Jose Suarez, when he's on, he's missing bats, he's getting strikes, he's inducing bad contact. But when he's losing, he's giving up eight plus hits in those four and a thirds innings, right? right. So I, I, it really comes down to 
how he puts it all together. And like you said, he's 25. I like the approach of taking him start to start. Mike, here's why I think it's fixable. Okay. Uh, the run value on his pitches. So basically, every pitch has a run value. You want a negative run value because that means that nobody's scoring on this this particular pitch against you. So in 2021, remember when he started in the bullpen and then became a starter in 2021? Yeah. His changeup had a negative 13 run value. Oh, wow. So nobody was getting any runs off of that changeup. Yeah. So far in 2023, it's plus four. Mm, it's been a so meatball. It's been a meatball. But the thing is, it's actually been a better pitch movement-wise this year mm. than it has been in the past. And when it had that negative 13 run value in 2021. But Mike, it's all about location. And so the question I have for you is we talk about Jose Suarez, are his struggles fixable? Mike, is location fixable? I think so. And we've pointed out where he sets his glove, it matters. We've pointed out when he's looking down versus looking at the the batter, it mm -hmm. matters. Mm -hmm. And he needs to finish. He needs to finish his pitch. And I think those things in his mechanics can be worked out. And I think when he does those things right, his glove is in the same spot every single time. He's going to look at the batter and not look down at the ground. Mm -hmm. And he's going to finish his pitches. I think that you'll find that Jose Suarez is going to be the guy that we had in the bullpen. And he's going to actually be the guy that we saw in the second half of the season. So I think it's fixable. I want to be confident in the coaching around him. And maybe <laughs> they need to connect him with Bill Hezel instead of Matt Wise. Yeah. But I think that Carlisle those things, right. I think those things are fixable. They should be fixable, right? right. I can't in see theory, why they wouldn't be. Yeah, in theory, they should be fixable. And the fact is, is that if you if you consider how good the changeup has been in the past and that it's worse this year, but it's also a better pitch movement-wise, it's all about where he's putting it. And if yeah. you look at the strike zone and his hot zones where he's getting hit the most, it's because he's hanging stuff up. He's leaving stuff right dead center of the zone. He's got to fix that. I think it can be fixable. Let's see if the Angels find it fixable. Locked On Angels is brought to you by Rocket Money. Did you know that many Americans spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, or at least they think they do, when the actual cost is closer to $200 a month. Many people don't know that they're actually spending that much money. In fact, 80% of people have subscriptions that they have forgotten about, and you might be one of them. And this is why Rocket Money is somebody that you need. They're going to quickly and easily find your subscriptions that you don't want to pay for anymore. You just hit cancel, and then Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so that you can easily track your budget in real time and get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money and they've averaged a savings of $720 a year. So start tracking and saving your money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Okay, Mike, the big question that's been floating around this week, Gary Sanchez is available. He, of course, had a minor league contract with the San Francisco Giants. Yep. They had to bring him up by the beginning of May. They did not, so he had the chance to opt out. Very similar to what we kind of have with Jake Lamb, in a right. sense. If Jake Lamb had been in AAA, he would have had the option to opt out at this point. Mike, 
Who is Gary Sanchez for those who don't know? Let's talk about him. Well, he came up with the Yanks. He was second in the Rookie of the Year voting in 2016. Had a really good year. Johnny had a 1.032 OPS that year with 20 home runs. Hit 299. He was an All-Star in 2017. Hit 33 home runs. And then 2019, he hit 34 home runs. Yeah. But since the end of 2019, his slash line is 195, 287, and 394. And Johnny, he's striking out 29.5% of his plate appearances. Hmm. So he goes to Milwaukee in 2022. He plays 100. Minnesota. uh, Minnesota. He plays 128 games, has a 204 average, 16 home runs, a career high 136 strikeouts. Uh, His caught stealing above average with the Yanks in 2021 was negative three mm-hmm. uh, with the twins in 2022 was plus two hmm. before that in 2016 and 2017 was plus six. Yeah. And he's had better framing in 2022. He was much improved over the previous season with the Yankees. And as you mentioned, he signed a minor league deal with the giants in the off season. We, the angels were interested in, and we're talking with him. He did opt out of that deal Johnny, he's just not been the guy that he was with the Yankees. And right. in fact, he played with the AAA Sacramento River Cats for the past month. But here's his slash line, 164, 319, 182. That's Ooh. his slugging percentage. Yeah. And so that's in 69 plate appearances. So I just don't know if what we should do with this guy, right? Like, I, I just don't know if this would be a good move. And... I wonder, you know, there's always that component of a veteran being in the minors and not really being thrilled with riding the bus instead mm-hmm. of the airplane and being in a small <laughs> area versus a big area. Buying everybody's lunch because he's the only one with a good contract. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I really don't know what you do with this guy. However, I think that he could bring some pop to our lineup. Hmm. I think that he could bring some veteran experience. I think that he could actually be somebody who could find it again because mm-hmm. he will be with Phil Nevin and he'll be with Marcus Timms. Um, the only thing that I struggle with is we are a team that just doesn't have a roster that's flexible. No. So they would have to DFA either Thais or Wallach. I think Chad Wallach, according to the numbers that I'm seeing Gary Sanchez put up, Chad Wallach is putting up similar numbers. Yeah. So why would you exchange Sanchez for Wallach? Maybe you think you can get more pop, maybe more leadership. I'm not sure. Maybe you get rid of Thais and everybody was on that train and I was on that train, but lately he's really kind of turned it around and yeah. I think they're going to keep him because he's got a left-handed bat. Right. So I would be interested if I were the Angels in pursuing something with Gary Sanchez. I just think that the thing that's going to get in the way is the roster flexibility for the Angels. Yeah, I don't see a world where in which Gary Sanchez will take another minor league deal with another mm-hmm. team just because mm-hmm. he opted out of the one with the San Francisco Giants. And look, the Angels are out of options. They would have to put Wallach or Thice on waivers and they would have to cross their fingers that they don't get claimed. And you know people will always take essentially a free catcher, right? Yeah. Is kind of yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, they take on the, the minimum salary there. But listen, I like what Chad Wallach's been doing at the plate. I like that they trust him with Shohei Otani. Now, there were a couple of like pretty wild pitches in Shohei Otani's yes. uh, game last night. Well, it struggled a bit. He he struggled a bit. They were they were pretty wild. Yeah. But I will say that Logan Ohapi 
probably would have had those. Okay. And that's just because he's a younger guy. He's more flexible. He's got great lateral movement behind the plate. Chad Wallach, of course, I think is just a reliable veteran that Otani is working with really well. And I think that that connection is important. And then Mike, Matt Thice caught a really good game for Patrick Sandoval the other day. And yeah. we'll likely see him uh, probably today with Griffin Canning, um, if if I'm not wrong. And maybe the game's already happened and you're watching, as we said before. But all that to say, just the fact that the Angels don't have options with their two catchers, they won't be able to bring Sanchez up unless there's some kind of injury. I doubt they carry three catchers and send yeah, somebody else down. that wouldn't make sense. But this is the thing. It's, it's a depth move. And surprisingly... We're already down to our number four catcher yeah. in Chad Wallach, who's doing really well. Right. But we don't have Logan O'Hoppy because of the shoulder injury. We don't have Max Stassi because of the personal and family issues that he's going through. And there's not a timeline on when he's going to be back. So that puts us down to catcher three and catcher four. And the next couple of options in AAA, one of them's Anthony Morine. Who's, who's okay. I'm, I'm not sure that he's gotten into a game in AAA this year. If I, I could be wrong about that, but mm. uh, basically that's kind of who's next in line. There's another catcher in AAA who's also next in line, but, but Sanchez would be great depth. Yeah. But I don't think that we're in a position to have him yeah. for depth, especially with the fact that he opted out of his giants contract. And I don't want to gloss over it. Maybe working with Phil Nevin and Marcus Timms, like you mentioned, who, you know, we're with him on the Yankees back in the day. Maybe that would be a great connection. Maybe that's something that Phil Nevid would want to have and and to do with Gary Sanchez. But again, these are major league ball players who have to make these decisions for yeah. themselves. Yeah. And we did talk about how maybe you're trading some defense for some power, but man, that triple A slugging percentage of one eighty two you think anthony rendon's slugging is bad right now 182 right is i mean that's that's no home runs that's no doubles right (laughs) that's no extra base hits and this is you know i know it's easy for fans to say dfa that guy and get rid of that guy right bring this guy in and let's get rid of thighs and all of those things i'm with you like i'm with you like emotionally i would respond that way too because i do think that gary sanchez is better than matt thice i think that that actually would be a better move for this team. Mm -hmm. I do think Thice's left-handed at bat is very attractive to Mm -hmm. a lot of other teams and it's attractive to the angels. If the angels didn't have Jake lamb, I think Thice would just move over and play the Jake lamb Mm. role and they would bring in Gary Sanchez. But when you DFA somebody, you're losing depth. Mm -hmm. And Perry said all off season, Depth, 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 depth. We don't yeah. want to be in a position where we have Anthony Mulrine or Joe Blow playing at, in a position, right? Like, we don't want to be in that position yeah. at all. And we didn't think that we would be here because Logan O'Hoppy was going to be great and then it was going to be Max Stassi. Yeah. And now we're, we're with catcher number three and we're with catcher number four. So the DFA, one of those guys, means Gary Sanchez comes in. But if one of them gets hurt, you're right. Then we bring up the no-name triple a guy yeah and then everybody's gonna be like oh man if we only had thice and oh man if we only had wallach right <laughs> this is why dfa that guy is probably not the best reaction now we're fans we can do that 
we have the right to do that, but it's why we're glad that somebody like Perry Manassian won't do that. Yeah, they're making the decisions and and we aren't. Even though we made you and I have made some pretty good decisions for this team. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now, the Angels, if you're listening before 10.15 Pacific time, uh, the Angels are playing the Cardinals and you can catch all of those wonderful Angels playing in St. Louis on the hometown broadcast for the Angels with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. All right, friends, make sure you get at us at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You're going to want to do that because tomorrow is Fan Mail Friday, so you can send in your questions. We actually got some good questions off YouTube in the comments this week, Mike, that I saved for tomorrow's show. But if you want to ask a question there on YouTube as well, you're free to do so. Just make sure you say it's for the mailbag or Fan Mail Friday. Mike, they can also give us a call if they'd like to on our voicemail line. 714-409-6396. We would love to hear the sultry sounds of your voice. Leave us a comment. You can also direct message us. You can comment below on YouTube. And Johnny, could I just address one comment? Yeah. Would that that be okay? Yeah. There was a comment from, I think it's just me or just meh. I'm not sure exactly who it was, but they said, Michael probably be upset because Shohei popped out in the fourth. You know what? I was upset. Okay. I was upset. (laughs) I know people are like, we can't get upset with Shohei at all because he's a delicate genius. But honestly, like when Shohei does great, we're going to celebrate him. And 99.9% of the time, we're going to celebrate him. And then if we make a comment about how, hey, it'd be great if this this stat was a little bit improved. All of the wallflowers jump into the comments and say, I can't wait till he gets off this team because the angels don't appreciate it. Listen, just oh, meh. meh. You, just, you just meh your way out of here, okay? <laughs> step off, step off. <laughs> you told him to step off? <laughs> You're so cool. All right, on that on that note, guys, uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. That was an exclamation point, Johnny. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And uh, we'll see everyone back here tomorrow, except for Just Meh, who we probably (laughs) had him right off into the sunset. So, Sorry, Just Meh, and uh, we'll see you back here for more Lockdown Angels tomorrow, friends.